Hello everyone, this is the Kids Aren't Alright podcast edition episode one. So uh, if any of you have already read my review of Fall Out Boy's newest album, So Much for Stardust, this is like a companion to my review. I'm going to be talking about some of the more nitty gritty details that I wanted to keep uh, not so much out of my review, but I wanted to keep it concise so I didn't have the time to talk about it. We're going to talk about it here, and I am joined by one of my favorite fellow Fallout Boy fans, Jaina. Say hi. Hello! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about this album. Thank you so much for being here. This album is already near and dear to my heart, and we've been fangirling about it for even before it came out. Absolutely. I've been so blown away by the whole marketing process of this album, specifically. I don't know. I'm just so in love with this band and everything that they do. Truly. I mean, we both already have tickets to see them. Oh, absolutely. I bought so them I, the day they came out. Me too. <laughs> I wasn't risking it. I couldn't not go see them. Right. So we're going to try to keep this as not too fangirly, but like full disclosure, we love this album. We love these guys. Right. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to not freak out, but you know, no promises. No promises. All right. So from the perspective of when the singles were just out. Yeah. What were you thinking this album was going to be? So the first single that came out was the first track, Love From The Other Side. And initially it wasn't my absolute favorite, but I've grown to really, really like it. And I think that's because it kind of gives me a feeling that both Save Rock and Roll, the album, and Folia do kind of give. And I've always adored when the boys can kind of collide and clash those two albums together, because they're my two favorites. Me too. And that was the the vibe that I got from this first single. So, I don't know, like I said, I didn't love it at first, but it's it's a banger, especially with the orchestra in the beginning. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite things about the album as a whole. Yeah. There's so many really good motifs that they use throughout the songs that don't, that's I really love the way they use motifs in general. Absolutely. It didn't feel like they were repeating things because they couldn't figure anything out. It felt like they were making a cohesive album. It was so good. Yeah. Especially with the orchestration of this album. It's so beautiful. Like, I will say what I will about I Am My Own News. It's not my favorite track, but the strings are stunning. Yes. I absolutely adore that song specifically for that. But I guess we'll get to that later. (laughs) All right. Uh. We should move on to Heartbreak Feels So Good. Right. The second single that came out, um, they were maybe a week or two apart, I remember. Something like that. And I remember enjoying it, but there was something to the chorus that kind of didn't feel right with me. I thought it was maybe too repetitive or something like that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So I think, I don't know, maybe... Not the best song on the album, not the strongest track on the album, but it's not bad either. Yeah, I'm good with it being a single. I think yeah. it'll have some nice mainstream attention. Um, but I guess of the two singles, I, I do prefer Love from the Other Side. I totally agree with that. I can, I mean, I'm still going to jam to pretty much every song on this album. Oh, absolutely. It's it's a very rare skip, like almost a no-skip album. Almost a no-skip album. Yeah. Which perhaps we should talk about which ones that we consider the almost skips. Yeah, okay, so let's, I guess... There's one track that I can't stop skipping. Really? I feel so terrible about it. Okay, tell me first. I can't get down to Heaven, Iowa. Really? Interesting. 
that honestly kind of I, I kind of agree I didn't really vibe with it initially I mean I don't mind it now it's very it's not a bad song there's not a bad song on this album no it's just like I'm it's so very pop for very a pop rock band yes which is fine. I like okay. that they have diversity within their genres, but I guess as the album is as a whole, I maybe could live without that one. Maybe if they put it on a different album, I definitely could see it on something like Mania. Mm. Or maybe, I don't know if there was one in between the two. <laughs> but I personally can't for some reason get behind either of the two monologue songs. Um the Pink Seashell featuring Ethan Hawke and Pete Wentz's Baby Annihilation. I love... Like Baby Annihilation? I know it's insane. I know it's such a hot take. But, like, I... I love the words. There's certain portions of it that I absolutely adore, and I've, I've always loved Pete Wentz's writing. So I like them for what they are, but I guess within the context of an album, they're a little bit like... Like, they jerk you out of the the feeling that you're getting from the compositions, I guess. Yeah, I get that. I did a TikTok ranking all of the songs on the album, and I think that I did put both of the monologue tracks in the bottom half. Which is just because they, like, they're great. I think that Ethan Hawke has some really cool stuff to say. I can't believe, I fully thought that was Pete Wentz's voice at first. (laughs) Um... For those of you that don't know, I believe it's from an Ethan Hawke movie from the 90s. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but... I couldn't tell you either. You know. But um, it's it's cool, and I love the way that he conveys the emotion. Like it, it really does jerk my stomach a little bit, and not in a way that I'm necessarily mad at. I do get that. That's understandable. Yeah, and with Baby Annihilation, I like the way that... Um, What's what before it? What's before Baby Annihilation? Flu Game. The end of Flu Game. Oh, absolutely. That <laughs> transition. transition. <laughs> when I'm listening to Flu Game on its own, because I listen to Flu Game on its own all the time. It's oh, yeah. It's my favorite track on the album. So good. So good. Um, the transition at the end of Flu Game is a little jarring if you're just listening to it on its own. But when you put Baby Annihilation right up against it, it just works. I honestly can understand that standpoint yes. for sure. I definitely agree. What about some of your favorite tracks? Well, as I said, Blue Game, I can't stop listening to it. It just does something to me. Like, it's not even the most enjoyable, not enjoyable, but like, it's not like the chorus is like the most creative thing ever. It's not like this is the purest, most creative song they've ever done. But there's just something about it that just hits uh, the na na na's. I really love. <laughs> I feel you. It's so much fun. I, I can very rarely go wrong with Nana Nas. Yeah. They really, also the line, Flu Game made it into my Instagram bio. All this effort to make it look effortless. Oh is my, my gosh. So Entire perfect. body goosebumps when I first heard that line. Mm-hmm. Such, an incre- such an incredibly crazy song. Yeah. But um, other fave, because we have to talk about it, is the title track so much for stardust oh my god it's absolutely insane how different i've consumed this song since the first listen Mm -hmm. at first i didn't this is crazy another really hot take i didn't get it 
I think that that's fair. I think it's fair to, like, have a song that you love that you just didn't get it the first time. Yeah. Like, I wanted to like it more than I did at first. And I think I've finally, like, just gotten on board with the ride, I guess. And it's on you, huh? Yeah, it's just so good. And then it brings back the motif from Love from the Other Side, oh. the line, um... Made a TikTok about that one, too. What is it? What's the line? I can't remember. Uh, you were the sunshine of my lifetime. What would you trade the place yes. for? I'm not sure. And the isolated vocals with just the strings in the back. Right? Oh, stunning. So Some, incredible. Somebody was commenting on that on the TikTok I made about it, saying, like, uh, they were at one of the listening parties, and oh. the entire room went silent with that line. Like, oh, everybody man. just experienced the gut punch of that line, which, like, it... Fall Boy knows how to do a gut punch lyric, and that is... They really do. That is among them. I personally loved the other motif of this album of... As Fall Out Boy says on some of their merch, happy music for sad people. Yes, And yes, I think they yes. absolutely killed that motif on this album. Totally did. From So Good Right Now to What a Time to Be Alive. Yes. They're so sad songs especially in relation to like the pandemic they like there was a specific line of like um quarantine blues quarantine blues bad news what's next yes that one hit me so hard it was so clear that they were writing this like that they had started the writing process during the like real doldrums of covid oh absolutely i used the word doldrums there i loved it (laughs) (laughs) um and I also really loved, what was it? The Kintsugi Kid. Oh my god. So I didn't know what Kintsugi was until I googled it for my review. And, you know, it just puts the song into context. Absolutely. That was another one that I didn't really know how to, um, like, what to make of it at first. Yeah. And then once I discovered what it meant, um, and for those of you that don't know, it's, what um do it's, you remember what culture? Yeah, it is the Japanese art of taking broken pottery shards and putting them back together with uh gold. gold. Yes. Which I don't I don't think it's pure gold. I think that they add gold or gold pigment into some kind of adhesive to do so. Right. But it makes it look like gold marble almost with and then with these these pieces of, of pottery shards that don't necessarily have to go together. So crazy. It's, Which signifies like just putting yeah, the pieces back together yeah. of anything and making yourself whole again and i think that if the fallout boy the the guys would probably describe themselves sometimes as a little rough around the edges and that's really what i was thinking that made the most sense with the specific reference to kintsugi yes how beautiful i love it yeah definitely i think the kintsugi kid made it into like the top half of my ranking totally makes sense it's so really good good song and stands for so much i just i don't think this album was what i was expecting the next fallout boy album to be but i'm so happy it is what it is i absolutely agree i didn't know really what to expect Mm -hmm. especially especially in like the taking mania into consideration being their last album, but also being half a decade ago. Like, they, I realized their break between Mania and So Much for Stardust was longer than their actual self-proclaimed hiatus. Oh my god. Isn't that insane? 
Well, so not. Did they do any like in between tours? They did Hell Omega. Mm. Yep. Which I know that they really used the hiatus specifically to work on themselves individually. Right. They really weren't. I don't think that they were spending a lot of time together as a band during the hiatus. I agree. I think. Still, in the context of like time in between, it's it seems nuts. Yeah. I still remember when Mania came out. Stay frosty, royal milk tea. I remember the day that. The first single, Young and Menace, came out. Mm. I was sitting in Spanish class, and I was like, my favorite band is about to drop the first single in a little while now, and I need to listen to it. So can I go log on to the computers in the back? (laughs) And she actually let me. So I was just chilling in the back of Spanish class listening to Young and Menace full blast for the first time. God bless your Spanish teacher. I know, it was great. I can't remember her name, but she was so sweet. Bless her. I still remember my Spanish teacher, Miss Pole. So nice. I mean, she was a fill-in, so <laughs> like we were supposed to have someone else, and then she just came in and she was like, "I'm teaching you guys now," and she was the best. She was the greatest. If you're a Spanish teacher out there listening, shout out to you. Yeah. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for listening to Follow Boy. Thank you. Listen, because I'm assuming you listen to Follow Boy if you're here. So thank you for being a Follow Boy listening Spanish teacher. You are such an icon. We love you. Yeah, we do. Thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. I think we're going to have to wrap it up there. Um, but if you guys have any other opinions that you want to share about the album, anything you disagree with us on, maybe, or um, just things that you really want to share, uh, leave a comment down below on this, and we would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Jana, thank you so much for being here. Thank this you so much for having last. me. It has been. All right. See you. See you all later.